The final score, Wrexham 3, Grimsby Town nil. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. Please remember, subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Because, well, you know, I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling positive. So back me up on it. Wrexham beating Grimsby Town. Spectacular, decisive revenge for that playoff defeat at the end of the season before last. Absolutely magnificent performance by Wrexham. The best of the season, undoubtedly. Maybe you could argue something on a par with the very best of last season because this was an absolutely magnificent, comprehensive victory. We really did turn on the style and poor Grimsby, well, they're a decent side. But we made them look incredibly ordinary. They have been talking before the match about a sort of lack of finishing, lack of cutting edge. Well, in my notes, I didn't note anything down at Grimsby Daisy in attack. That tells you just how one-sided it was. And afterwards, one of the their BBC journalists said to me after commentating on the game that he thought none of the Grimsby side would actually get into the Wrexham side. It was that comprehensive. We started positively. Paul Mullen starting the game. So there was a, an immediate boost for everybody. And interestingly... Another week of training had really put the energy back into his legs. His performance was superb. He didn't quite have 90 minutes in him, but his all-round performance was excellent. His finishing wasn't where it ought to be, but then that's quite understandable with the football he's missed. But uh, minutes on the pitch will fix that. And immediately he was frightening Grimsby. Immediately he was knocking balls forwards and he was winning his battles against the centre-backs. And Grimsby knew they were in a, a scrap. Four minutes in, first chance. Ryan Bennett down the right-hand side. Three men on him. Mullen gets in there too, and I think it distracts the defenders a little bit and opens up a gap, which Bennett drives through superbly. I said, am I calling him Bennett? Barnett drives through superbly, but then from a tightish angle hits a shot, which is too close to the keeper and comfortably saved. But he had no chance in the 21st minute when Wrexham took the lead. It was a funny one, this set piece into the goal mouth. The centre-back, Rogers goes down in the six-yard box and I think decides he's going to stay down because then the ref will think it's a head injury and stop play when Wrexham are looking to knock it back in there. But the ref's not interested. So he decides he's going to have to get up. He trots back towards his position, doesn't get there in time and plays Ollie Palmer on the side. Now, in the meantime, while Rogers was down, the ball's retrieved by Elliot Lee on the left and he dinks in the most delicate little curving cross straight onto Palmer's head. i got to be honest, not noticing Rogers, I thought Palmer was well offside. He heads it home comprehensively. And then, yeah, <laughs> you realise it's onside. Rogers, in trying to fake the injury and not deciding to stop do it in time, has gifted us a goal. And Wrexham are in a lead. But it was a lead we fully deserved and a lead that we would go on to capitalise upon. Five minutes later, some good work in the middle of the pitch by Tom O'Connor. He lost the ball, but then did really well to win it back and helped the ball on into the left channel. Mullin beat his man, drove in, but on his left foot, hit his shot across the goal and just wide of the far post. Good effort by Mullin, great hustle by O'Connor. And in the 32nd minute, the second goal came, and it was a bit of a beauty. Toza hurling the ball into the box. It's half cleared. Initially, Lee does really well to get a tackle in on the edge of the area. It spins to a Grimsby player, but now they're 
a little bit disorientated and McLean steps in, wins the ball on the left-hand side and rips a glorious early cross into the danger area. A fantastic header by Will Boyle to beat the keeper. The ball is coming behind him. Bree gets tremendous power from about 10 yards out and plants a blistering header that the keeper just can't get close to. And Rex now are in control. Young and O'Connor are closing down the gaps in midfield really efficiently. The wing-backs are causing mayhem. Mullen is frightening the centre-backs. Palmer is physically strong and causing them problems. And Lee is dancing about, enjoying himself. When Grimsby get the ball, and they do get a lot of the ball, more of the ball than Wrexham overall, they just have no threat. Hollihan tries to drift about and find bits of space, but he tends to only do that in midfield. When Grimsby were getting the ball, Wrexham were dropping off quickly into a sort of medium block. Centre-backs not in the box. Um, and, and you've got a sort of 25-metre strip of the pitch to try and pick your way through, full of bodies, and Grimsby just didn't have the ability to do that. The ex-Rexham striker, Raquel Pike, up front through the middle, battled bravely and, and had a, a couple of moments where he, he looked like he could cause a problem. I've got to say, though, I, I like Pike a lot. He's a wide striker, and asking him to do that, often quite isolated, was was asking him, I think, to... to do a job he's not fully suited to. And the three centre-backs of Wrexham were excellent. Wrexham's shape was excellent. Grimsby, I could say, passing a lot, but for no purpose, not really getting in behind. Howard didn't have a save to make. And the the pattern was set. At 2-0, the game felt pretty much over. Wrexham nearly got another just before half-time. Lee, turning beautifully in the middle of the pitch, was fouled. Ref played an excellent advantage. The ball came out to Mullin. And Mullin... Driving down the left channel, smashed a shot from the edge of the area. Keeper did well to block it. It got cleared out of the box. O'Connor picked it up 35 yards out. Had a bit of a heavy touch, but still managed to get his, a powerful shot off, which was really well blocked. If he had a better first touch, then uh, who knows, he might have been able to drive it past the player before he got close to blocking. And then the last minute, oh, sorry, the first minute of added time, a big miss by Mullin which I think summed up what I said before. His performance levels were excellent. His finishing's not there yet, but the, the improvement is marked from last Saturday. Boyle with a terrific tackle, which sent the ball down the left flank, and Mullin latched onto it, beat his man, cut inside, one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. The sort of position you see him in a lot, and he just curls it round him inside the far post. But this time, maybe thinking, I need my first goal, knowing that maybe he's not quite sharp enough with his finishing. He tried to be cute and catch the keeper out by hitting it early to the near post, a less obvious option, and he missed the target. It was a bad miss, but uh, let's not waste our time criticising Mullin because once he starts uh, getting more minutes in his boots, those finishes will start to become natural again, and his performance was terrific. So Wrexham will go up at half-time. The second half, the Grimsby fans let a flare off at the start of the second half, probably anticipating they won't have any celebration to use the flare during, in all honesty. They were good judges because, again, the second half was one-way traffic. O'Connor with a brilliant switch out to the left-hand side. And then McLean playing the most fabulous, beautiful through ball for Mullen. It was like you got three defenders in place and Mullins running from the right channel and he just feeds it around the left side of the, the three defenders like a sort of a snooker shot where he's put a lot of side on the ball and just delicately stroked it with exactly the perfect pace. I've heard people saying it were in the crowd and I'm saying myself looking at it on the TV, it looks like he hasn't put enough on it. No, he's put absolutely the perfect amount on it and Mullin 
running in a great diagonal run in behind the back three from a tight angle gets an excellent effort off it beats the keeper but it goes just wide of the far post now Grimsby had changed at half time they've played with a back four all season but today they brought in Luke Waterfall as captain another ex-Rexham player and of course maybe it was horses for courses as well as the change of shape because he scored two goals in that playoff match well he was sacrificed at half time because it just wasn't working. Wrexham were getting at Grimsby far too easily. They shifted back to their more familiar 4-1-4-1 formation, but it didn't help. Wrexham had, had seized the advantage, and well, the second half, like the first, essentially had Niall Marr, their left-sided centre-back, just trying to hold the defence together while Wrexham poured into them. In the 64th minute, Oli Palmer had to go off injured. He'd had a long treatment in the first half, and then got caught in the second half, and Sam Dolby replaced him. Um, I've got to say, I think it might have been a penalty, the foul, the challenge on Palmer. I'm not totally sure. Um, Palmer basically gets the ball, and it's just a wonderful triumph of, of determination because he never fully has it under control, you sense. He flicks it over his man in a crowded area, does terrifically well to get to it at the other side. He's sure it's being pulled, but the sort of thing refs don't tend really to give. He keeps going, ploughs on into the box, rides a challenge, and is still going. And then Clifton lunges in pretty hard. Now, I, I, I've got to say, I'm not criticising the ref over this, because I've looked at it a lot of times, and I'm not totally sure what I would give. I definitely can't criticise the ref, and if you're not sure, you can't give a penalty. But it does look a bit to me like Clifton lunges in. It's a very hard tackle. He swings his right foot really hard, and I think he gets some of the ball, but he may well get Palmer first. And certainly, he, go, he goes in with his other leg. I'm not saying a two-footed tackle, but it's very awkward. He doesn't look fully in control. And his other leg certainly hits Palmer. Um, you know, in commentary, Che was long was describing it as he must have heard when his, his, when his tack, the tackle hit his knee. And I was saying then, I don't know if it is a foul, but... You sort of feel that if someone hit, kicks you in the knee, it is a foul. And looking at the replays, I don't blame the ref at all for not giving it, but I think it's a penalty, you know. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. Uh, Dorby comes on and looks very, very lively from the start, and the combination play continues to be good. A nice ball forwards by O'Connor, finding Lee, and he helped her on nicely to Dolby running down the right channel great move Dolby struck a good shot across the keeper excellent save by Eastwood stretching out his foot to block it but you say Dolby that's two minutes after he's come on straight away was up and running Maxim made some more changes on the 72nd minute Mullin was given his rest to as you can imagine a heck of a round of applause and also uh, George Evans comes on giving Hayden a rest Hayden was very impressive and Evans slots in oh beg your pardon no we brought off O'Connor, didn't we? Did we? Oh, I can't remember that. Evans goes centre mid. Fletcher comes on up front and gives us a second glorious, glorious uh, cameo. He does like his back heels, Fletcher. I'm telling you that. And he starts switching them on. And there was some wonderful interplay between him, McLean and Lee in particular, with others very eager to join in. But the memorable points, one where maybe Fletcher doesn't actually do anything crazy is the third goal. Long ball forwards, Fletcher up against Rodgers. You just know from the moment it's played towards them that 
<laughs> Fletcher's going to win this header. He leaps prodigiously, nods it down for Dolby. Dolby in the right channel does ever so well, uses his body not only to make sure he's protecting the ball, but also so he can then put in a lovely little spin and roll a square ball into the box where Lee latches onto it. Really good, calm finish on his right foot as a tackle's coming in. He strokes it into the bottom left corner. Another nice goal. And if you think that was nice, what comes in the 84th minute? Oh, Harlem Globetrotters stuff. By now, Wrexham are really moving around beautifully. And if this had gone in, well, I saw on Twitter, I'm sorry, I've forgotten who said it. Somebody said that I'd have gone absolutely crazy and <laughs> blown the stadium up. Probably right. It would have been magnificent. It starts with... Uh, <coughs> pardon me. It, it starts off with Lee feeding the ball in to Fletcher on the edge of the area after a neat little turn by Lee. Fletcher plays a no-look back heel. I'll just repeat that. No-look back heel perfectly into Lee's path. Lee cuts down the left into the box, turns his man inside out with a beautiful piece of skill and stands up a great cross at the far post. Fletcher, protecting the ball with his body, lets it bounce and then as it's going back up above head height, hits a terrific overhead kick from 10 yards out which the keeper does really well to save with his foot again, but he pokes it straight to Hayden, who should have made it four. He's unmarked on the penalty spot, and he leans back and sticks it over the bar. And that's really it. Wrexham keep knocking him around. Fletcher plays a few more back heels. You know, as I said in the commentary, does he have a front of his foot? He was absolutely reveling in it. He was tremendous. Rex made a couple of late substitutions. Lee's brought off to get his round of applause at James Jones coming on. And then, like I said, Hayden does come off just to give him a little bit of a break. An excellent return from injury again. And good to see Jordan Davis on there. And Wrexham in total control does control the ball. And we see out a magnificent win, which drops us in fourth place now on the table. Looking at the performances, well, what did Howard have to do? Nothing. Although I haven't said that. He still looks very confident. He he did everything with confidence. That's one goal conceded in four goals in four games by Wrexham's leaky defence. Mm. Uh, the back three were excellent, I thought. Toza made a lot of commanding interventions when required, but he wasn't required all that often. Hayden, my goodness me, I mean, Hayden was just at, at that force of nature best of his, just charging around, using his pace, using his strength. Using his leap, beautiful performance by Hayden. On the other side, Boyle was terrific. Um, that little issue we talked about at the start of the season where teams are looking to put balls in behind him does not seem to be happening now. Uh, he was He's so robust in the tackle, so strong in the air. Great goal as well. The back three, excellent. Barnett continued his fine form from the last match as well. Really strong up and down the wings, getting service into the box. McLean was sheer class. Good defending. Picked up a yellow card in the first half, but that was the only blemish and some great service coming in and lovely interplay as well. The middle and midfield, well, I mean, the pick of the man of the match is Elliot Lee. There were so many players who put in man of the match level performances, pretty much everyone, but Lee sparkled. His work rate was fabulous. Worryingly, he picked up his fourth yellow card of the season, though. But, oh, his work rate, terrific, and his quality terrific you know i mean it's, it's class on the ball number of times he'd get the ball in type spots in midfield and then that quick turn that he's got which they could do nothing about enables him to turn a potential transition into a transition and then he'll feed the strike as well 
got his usual goal as well, of course. Absolute virtuoso performance. And like I said, the interplay between him and McLean and Fletcher at times was, was dazzling in the closing stages. The other two midfielders deserve great credit as well. O'Connor broke things up really well in front of the back three, used the ball well, a couple of very good progressive passes that really switched the focus of the attack. Young again as well, getting his foot in, making lots of challenges, driving play forwards, great stuff, typical Young. And then up front, Mullin, like I said, I think I've pretty much summed him up. Finishing isn't there yet, but it will be. And the quality of his approach play was, was Mullin. That was Mullin again. So really promising. Alongside him, Palmer, hell of a shift. Let's hope his knee's okay. He did walk off on unassisted. But uh, yeah, Palmer caused him lots of problems. And then off the bench, I mean, you know, Jones and Davis were lively in the eight minutes that they were allowed, to be fair. Um, but the other subs, I mean, Dolby, terrific performance. Did really well, straight into the swing of things, running at people, getting shots off, laying the ball off. He was, he was a real handful, Dolby was. Fletcher is some sort of magnificent god from the north who has come down to, and is blessing us with his presence. Wow, what a show he put on. Absolutely fantastic. And Evans again was smooth, slotted into the back three again when Hayden came off. In centre mid was winning his tackles, moving the ball on quickly and accurately. Yeah, that looked very, very tasty. And I think that a lot of teams need to be cautious now in League Two because it just feels like the Predators have returned. With a final score of Wrexham 3, Grimsby Town 0, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.